Hello again, internets, World Wide Web, or wherever you're listening for your podcasts. We appreciate you uh, tuning in. It is the Micah Molson Too Good for Radio podcast, brought to you by your friends at Nugenics. That's right. If you uh, want to impress your lady by climbing to the top of Mount Everest and waving your flag, wink, wink, <laughs> planting your flag at her peak, if you know what I'm saying, and she'll like it too? Maybe? I Probably not. Don't just go flat, uh, planting your flag in her peak without asking first. This is turning out to be one of the deadliest years. It's tied, I think, for the deadliest year on Mount Everest. Uh, yeah, right, right around May, June is is Everest climbing time. It's peak Everest season, yeah. uh, and so you need your nugenics uh, in your supplies in order to reach the summit as as it were Uh, but yeah a couple of stories coming out i have one about a guy who did a sherpa snub if he if i (laughs) did a sherpa snub yeah so what the latest dance on the dance floor yeah uh apparently a malaysian climber uh who goes by the name i don't even know um anyway ravi for short was attempting to scale the world's tallest mountain when he fell dangerously ill and collapsed not far from the peak in nepal Incredible footage shows how... Rhymes with nipple. (laughs) Nipple, nipple. (laughs) Nipple, nipple. Uh, So this footage shows this Sherpa wrapped the stricken mountaineer in a thick cover, hoisted him on his back, and painstakingly trudged through the snow to get him off the mountain to receive urgent medical treatment. The video is incredible. The Sherpa essentially has him on a a brace, like on a big wooden brace, strapped to his back. And carries uh, him off. Walking with another couple hundred pounds on on him. What happened next caused an uproar in the mountaineering community when the rescued man allegedly dismissed the help he had been given and blocked his savior on Instagram. I could have done it myself. I didn't need your help. Raving himself is like this national hero and everything else, and he snubs the Sherpa. You can't Dang. snub a Sherpa. You can't do a Sherpa snub. And by the way, I love the fact that the Sherpa's on Instagram. Yes. That the Sherpa's always also on Insta. Sherpa's big business. It is. the uh, That little community that's there is, is essentially, that's what these people do. There's a small town uh, near base camp, or not near base camp, but uh, at the foot of the mountain. So describing the rescue on his Instagram page and posting a short video of how the climber was wrapped in an insulating cover... Uh, the Sherpa wrote him, you may all be wondering, where is the summit photo? Unfortunately, no summit yet. At the balcony during our summit push, uh, I saw someone in danger. So the the Sherpa shared the thing, and the guy's like, I didn't need your And eventually, it comes back because the internet is there to judge you, and rightfully so in this case. Right. To where he had to add as an addendum that, oh, and a special shout out to the Sherpa who saved me. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, nah, dude, you can't you can't rewrite history like that. Remember we tried to call for a Sherpa one yes, time when we were right. actually back on the radio before we got too good for it? And we weren't able to in, get in contact with a Sherpa, unfortunately. Yeah, if you, if you search for I Need a Sherpa to go up Mount Everest, there's a website and everything yeah. that'll, that'll help you find a, find a Sherpa. Let me ask you something. Okay. Is climbing Mount Everest impressive anymore? I don't think so. I mean, it's impressive. It is. It's, it's impressive. But I don't but think... But it's, it's not that holy crap thing when... Every year, there's a couple hundred or so that go up there. It's a big feat, but it's also one of those things where it's like, okay, others have done it, and it's you know, it's like it's like all the rockets that are launching. You go, okay, rockets, you know, whatever. It's like having a podcast, yeah. really. Right? <laughs> it used to be something where you're like, oh, you're on the cutting edge of technology. Right. Now, so many people do it that it's not quite as special anymore. But thank you for choosing this one. Right now, uh, and this was a, of a couple of weeks ago, they think there might be up to 17 
dead people just this year. Oh, good uh, lord! From that, twelve have been confirmed, and there's another five who have been missing, and I can't get an update on that, which is matching uh, uh, in 2014. Now, here's the thing: they're blaming, they're saying climate change might be to blame for these deaths because the storms are getting hardier, and oh, we can't okay. predict the weather as much. BS. BS, because I think here... The deaths the- are being caused by idiots climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> Correct, because I was reading here in the in the Sherpa snub story where they average like five deaths a year, so they're way above average right now. Mm-hmm. And I guess not only is it the deaths, but it's also a bunch of trash now bunch is of- up there. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 the other crazy thing is because this is such a taxing thing, you, you just leave stuff behind. I mean, so there are tents and oxygen tanks. Yep. Uh, and dead people and sanitary pads. <laughs> Apparently, someone is saying as well. Well, yeah, just- yeah. This is this. I mean, just just getting to base camp is a two week journey, uh, and then and then it's another month or so, uh, maybe two months to get up to the top. Who has that kind of vacation time? Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people. Because <laughs> idiots. Uh, a few years ago, and now it's been every year since then. There's always that picture of this traffic jam of yes. people waiting to get to the top, take your selfie, and now go back down the the other end, and it's bananas. I would have zero patience yeah. if you if you happen to make it, and I understand you want a photo of it, but having a photo shoot at the top of Everest, knowing I could die at any moment, I'd be like, "Hey, one photo and get the hell off the top." Yeah, and this is this is the death zone up at the top of this thing where um, I mean, you've only got a, a, an hour or so to, to pull this thing off before you have to you get up, you go down. By the way, anything that includes I know. I know. death zone in it. Why the hell is that a vacation or somewhere you want to visit? Here's the thing. You just took a flight uh, overseas, right? Yes. Okay. And you I looked, did to Japan. And, and you looked out the window, right? You saw some pretty cool stuff. We saw Ma- we saw the summit of Mount Fuji from the airplane. Yeah. That's uh, all you need. You're satisfied, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't need to go up there myself. You're And you're higher than it. Correct. Yeah. I can exactly. right now get in a plane higher than Mount Everest. <laughs> and I can laugh and look down at these idiots yeah. who are using all this manpower. Plenty of oxygen. <laughs> Don't uh, I'm not going to die. I'm not. I'm not throwing an oxygen tank just floating around out there. There's nothing. There, there's nothing up there. There's I, nothing no, up there. No, I think it's fine to say I climbed Everest if you go up. I don't know, 50, 50 steps and go, hey, That's I true. climbed Everest. That counts. I, I did. You climbed it. Yeah. You didn't get to the peak, but I can still say I climbed Everest. And these <sighs> dopes are up there dying and, and making these Sherpas carry them on their back. Right. Yeah. And and, uh, and the Sherpas don't get any credit for it. And they get, and it's, it's just, it's, leave the mountain alone, man. Yeah, that that just, mountain has been through a lot. Yeah. And now it's got dead people all over it. And, and garbage and, and sanitary else. napkins. <laughs> no uh, one needs that. And, and it's just like, leave, leave the damn mountain alone. Yeah. It, what did it ever do to it's you? Got, w- w- there's a hundred, I can go online. I can see a hundred pictures of it right now. Uh, nothing you're nothing doing. Else. There's yeah. nothing, there's no reason to be up there. Yeah. Nothing no you're doing to is going to be more special uh, than what other people have already yeah. done. Just knock it off. Knock it off. By the way, Sherpa snub seems like it'd be a pretty good insult. And I don't, but I don't know if it makes this list that you have from Webster's. Right. Uh, and this is volume three. So I don't know if we've missed other volumes here, but uh, Miriam Webster has a, uh, a list of rare and amusing insults. For example, awesome. Use these in uh, this weekend or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, what do you suppose somebody who is pestiferous? That means they're annoying as all get out. Yeah, well, it means that they're dangerous to society. Oh, wow. You're rather pestiferous. Um, yeah. 
Use that and see what people say. That's the best thing about some of these. Has a number of definitions. None of them are complementary. In addition to dangerous society, it might mean carrying or propagating an infection infected with pest. Pestinal, pestinal, pestinal disease. <laughs> She'll like it too. Yeah. Or, <laughs> That's why you take some eugenics to clear up that pestinal disease. Or simply annoying and troubleson. Okay. I like that. Uh, natiform. Natiform? Yeah. Mm. That seems like uh, someone named Natalie's annoying. It, uh, it means you resemble buttocks. Use. You look like instead of saying to someone, "Man, you look like ass," you can be like, "Poof, you're you're looking a little natiform today." Yeah, exactly. Uh, Julie, bubber, <laughs> bubber. That seems like something to look like butt. But what's bubber? A bubber is someone who steals plates and tableware from a restaurant. You know, people who like put them in your purse. Put them in your purse. Throw a fork in their pocket for some reason. Don't be a bubber. Uh, Apparently, bubber has never caught on. It was uh, used in the 17th and 18th centuries. Um, The 11th is a bubber used much of late. He goes to alehouse and steals their plate. Is a poem from Richard Head. (laughs) In uh, I beg your pardon. (laughs) Sure, like it too. In 1673. Don't be a nanoform bubber. Muscod. Oh, that seems like someone who smells like fish. You're not far. This is basically anyone who wears too much cologne or perfume. Okay, makes yeah. sense. Musk is in the title there. So you're at the you're at the club there, and somebody walks by, just drenched in axe. <laughs> is a muscod. He is a muscod. That is, I've never seen heard something so fitting. That yeah. muscod over there. Uh, this one kind of sounds like what it is. A cacinator. A what of nader? A cacinator. Was Richard Head one of those? Is someone who laughs loudly or immoderately. Okay. I my, you know what? I, I hope he's not listening. But my brother in law is a cacinator. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Just very loud. And at, 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 he is if you ever were to be a stand up comedian, you'd want him in the audience. He's an easy laugher. Women on a uh, at a bridal party at a bar yes are cacinators there are a bunch of cacinators yeah. muscad ro- walks by they start cacinating all over the place <laughs> ah you cacinated <laughs> you cacinated I'm sorry I'm sorry about that I gotta that. change my pants <laughs> um how about a a twaddler <laughs> and she'll like it too <laughs> a twa- a, a twad- twaddler. It's a twaddler related to a cacinator? No. Does a cacinator lead to a twaddling? It's uh, a good cacinate lead to a twaddling? Silly idle talk or, or writers oh, you, got you no, don't much care for. You know, yeah, you got, just, you got no use for twaddlers. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, a snudge is a miser. Okay. Or really just anyone you don't like. So, no, what, so someone who doesn't tip is a snudge. A snudge. Yeah. Uh, don't be such a snudge over there. Yeah. You know who you are. It can be used as a verb with further variety of uncomplimentary meetings to be stingy. Stop snudging that guy. <laughs> Quit snudging I him I totally over saw you snudge the busboy. What? <laughs> I don't think you could do that. <laughs> so there you go. Those are That's at least volume three. Maybe I'll try to find volumes one and two for uh, future episodes. Yeah, muscad, snudge. I like that. Uh, nanoform? Was that the butt-looking one? I think so, yeah. Okay. Make sure you try to use that at some point uh, over the next couple of weeks before the next podcast comes out. Moving on, um, there was a shakedown. There was panhandler on panhandler crime. No kidding. In this particular story. A man and woman have been charged with multiple felonies after they allegedly used the threat of force to take panhandling money from another couple. 
32-year-old Carla DeVinney of Bannock County and 28-year-old Devon Farmer of Fort Hall have each been charged with felonies for robbery and conspiracy robbery, court records show. This all happened in Chubbuck, by the way. <laughs> Chubbuck police responded to a call reporting a robbery at a convenience God, store. I was slow dancing with that girl. I suddenly got a Chubbuck. Her caca, whatever it was. <laughs> My muscat was feeling a little, you know. I wonder if her twaddle knew that I was having a Chubbuck. <laughs> That's a whole There's song. There's nothing dirty about what I just said, no. but it sounds offensive, doesn't it? It, it really does. Twaddling. <laughs> Don't be twaddling the Chubbuck. God almighty. The Chubbuck police will file that twa- the twaddling going on. So they respond to a call uh, reporting a uh, robbery at a convenience store on Yellowstone Avenue around 4 p.m. on May 22nd. The caller uh, followed the alleged perpetrators to a bus stop. Their officers found two people matching the descriptions provided by the victims and apprehended them for questioning. Uh, other officers spoke with victims at the convenience store. The victims told officers they'd been panhandling when a man later identified as Farmer approached their vehicle and pushed a Sharpie pen into the driver's throat. <laughs> <laughs> Farmer demanded the victims give him all the money they had made while panhandling. Yeah, or I'll draw a curly Q mustache on your face and it won't wash off. He told victims, I'll draw a twaddler on there. Uh, he told the victims they were, quote, on his turf. And if they continued to panhandle there, Damn. they would be forced to pay him 50% of their earnings. It's like a syndicate. It's like a panhandler syndicate right, going on. exactly. A woman later identified as Davini then walked up nice to the- Nice cardboard box you got here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it, huh? Hate if I would add a, you know, apostrophe S to your sign over there. <laughs> <laughs> Making it sound foolish. Uh, a woman later identified as Davini walked up to the victim in the passenger seat, allegedly opened the door and demanded the passenger's purse. The victim said Davini took loose change, a cell phone, and an ID from the purse. So these this couple was panhandling, go back to their car to take a break, and that's when Ford and Davini come in here with their Sharpie right. and demand some money. Davini read the address and the ID aloud and told the victims she would come to their home and kill them if they called police. Good Lord. I see you live here. Although you're panhandling, I see you have a place yeah. of residence, and I'm going to come to that place of residence, and you keep panhandling here. I'm going to kill you. Uh, the female victim told officers she was highly concerned regarding the threat, of course. The female said uh, she wasn't certain how much change Davini took. Right. And guessed it was around 75 cents. So it was a <laughs> shakedown for 75 cents. Officers asked the victim who had been in the driver's seat if he required medical assistance uh, for his throat. He said his throat was sore to the touch, but he did not require any emergency uh, service. Yeah, got a little buzz from the Sharpie smell. Yeah, the manager of the convenience store told police that the area was not covered by the store surveillance system. Meanwhile, the officers who had detained Davini and Farmer found Farmer in possession of a, of Sharpie. a Sharpie. Wow. And that's what it all went back they traced to. it back with the DNA or something. Yeah. It's got this guy's throat DNA on it. <laughs> There's twaddler all over it. So <laughs> You're going to say that all day, aren't you? I am. I'm going to be twaddling and with muskods all day long. Uh, so, yeah. So, there was panhandler on panhandler crime, ladies and gentlemen. Hell hath no fury. Like a woman scorns. Correct. Goes the, uh, goes the expression. We always love a good story like this in the Too Good for Radio podcast. Melody Sasser has been arrested and because she allegedly wanted to murder the wife of... Of somebody she met on Match.com. 
Okay. Murder the... Uh, so why is the person on Match.com if they have a wife already? That's a whole other soap <laughs> opera that I doesn't really get into. Okay. Um, Melody Sasser uh, met this guy on Match.com, became hiking friends. Okay. Uh, but when Sasser's match revealed he was moving out of state with the woman he planned to marry, she allegedly went to the dark web uh, to find a, How's that a thing? killer. The dark web? Yeah. How, how does one get to the dark I web? I have no idea. Is an extra like W in there somewhere, or do you do backslash, backslash, forward yeah. slash, twaddle? We hear about it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just going to throw it in here the rest of the podcast. Uh, we hear about it, but I have no idea. I don't know what, yeah. the, I don't know what the entry is. Into and the, I, into nor do I web. want to. Yeah. Please, please don't let us know. So Melody goes to the dark web okay. uh, to a site called Online Killers Market. You know, That's you get, a little on the nose. Where you get your killers. Wouldn't you have a better name than the dark web? Because we've seen, we've asked that question before. Is where do you where do you go to get a hitman? I have no idea even where you start asking. Shouldn't you have something more of like you know dark web florist? Right. That would there be, should be a front. Right. There you should be a, be a front instead of like onlinekillers.com. So she transferred ten thousand dollars in Bitcoin to someone at Online Killers, and she says, "I love how sloppy she is." She says the following. It needs to seem random or an accident or plant drugs. Don't want a long investigation. <laughs> is that why you go to the dark web? And I guess she and she posted this on uh, on onlinekillers.com or whatever the hell that was um, and uh, left a post up there. Uh, so I, it's, it's, it's like she's auditioning. She's like, okay, I'm just looking for someone. Here's what I need. I got some leaves in the backyard I needed to clean up. Isn't most of – and I don't know because – I haven't dabbled in this, nor would ever want to. But isn't the reason why you would go to the dark web to off someone a fact that you want to make it look not like a murder? Right. I, I, yeah, mean, I, I would imagine. I mean, is that inherent I mean, by I, going to the dark web? I think uh, professional hitmen understand that. That they want to. You that want that's discretion. Part, that's part of it. Is that? Is yeah. That, yeah. It's just. It's you not want it to be to, discreet. Right. Uh, I guess this woman back in uh, twenty. 22 had shown up at the couple's house um, and uh, knocked on their door and said, I hope you both fall off a cliff and die. Um, <laughs> that seems made up. Around that time, the soon-to-be wife of the man said uh, uh, she had matched with, uh, reported that both sides had their car uh, gashed by an unknown perpetrator. Um, and the woman also began receiving threatening calls from untraceable numbers. Jesus. Um Sasser allegedly provided the would-be killer with detailed information about the wife, which included where she lived, where she worked, the car she drove. She also purportedly passed along specific information about the intended victim's whereabouts. Uh, yesterday, she worked from home and then went for a two-mile walk by herself. This is your chance. Um, and, Who has that kind of time? And the uh, the authorities later said that they confirmed via a hiking app that the information Sasser provided to online killers market <laughs> was accurate. Online killers market, um, and and then then she started complaining. You know where do you where do you go to complain if your hitman doesn't actually? True. There's is there a contact us part of that? So apparently she then posted and said, "Hello, I have waited for two months and eleven days, and the job is not done. What is the delay? Can I speak to the manager here of online killers market? Maybe online killer market has no killers whatsoever. Yeah." Because it's so obvious, it's just a front to launder money. I transferred my $10,000 $10, in Bitcoin. 
This is not the kind. I am going to yelp, and I'm going to tell people, do not use you any longer. Zero stars. Would not use again. Person still alive. (laughs) I am totally going to wreck you on social media. Yikes. Um, And uh, so I guess they finally arrested her, and she's due to appear in federal court. Thank God. Speaking of people uh, going after someone else who is attached, here is a thirsty, thirsty dear Prudy that I happen upon. So this one starts, a couple of years ago, I attended an out-of-state conference with a married male coworker. During conversation, we discovered that we had a lot in common, such as where we went to school, political orientation, and favorite books and movies. One night, we ended up as the last two of our group in the hotel bar before it closed. I asked him if he would like to grab a few beers and continue our conversation upstairs in my room. He said, quote, Oh, I couldn't do that. I'm married. I can't disrespect my wife by being in a woman's hotel room. That was the only time I've ever given an opening like that to a straight guy who declined. <laughs> so this woman thinks a lot of herself. Yeah, like, yeah. like I, I offered and he said Something's no. The first on. time ever. And I like her immediate thing is like, I bet he's really gay. Right, exactly. He graciously allowed me to laugh it off and we have managed to remain appropriately friendly ever since. Okay. Fast forward two years, his wife has died tragically young after a short battle with cancer. Without putting too fine a point on it, I want to marry and have babies with this man who is, un- <laughs> who is unwilling to risk even the appearance of impropriety by visiting another woman's hotel room. Integrity and faithfulness like that are worth more than diamonds, and he is handsome, smart, and kind. So how do I approach him before any other predatory female does, and how soon is too soon? Thirsty. There's Holy a lot moly. to unpack there, right? Yeah, and she's confident that she can she can reel him in. Oh, big time! Because she, she just had, wants to get there first. In the in the in the in the first part of the letter, she you know it goes. It's the first time anyone's ever turned down coming back to my hotel room that right. they weren't gay. And now fast forward two years, and I am going to put my... And I love how she says, before any other predatory, you're kind of being predatory. So, well, yeah, she knows. But if you're the guy, and you and you already know this woman has a flawless record of getting men to come back to her hotel well, room, doesn't that, doesn't that send up a flag? Well, he doesn't know for certain that. She yeah. just puts it in this dear prudy. I like, see. At the time, she offered, and he said, hell no, I can't do that. Rightfully so. Yeah. You should not ever do that. I can't, he goes, I can't go to another woman's room when I'm married on a business trip. This could, uh, That's just not the way to go. And then she adds, well, it's the first time ever someone had turned me down like that if they weren't gay. And so then, two years later, she finds out the right. the wife is you know they stayed appropriately friendly. Yeah. And then two years later, wife's dead. And now all she's like, I want to marry him and have babies. Right. She does a thirsty. Little, like your wife is dead and does a little happy dance. Yeah. She's Woo-hoo, doing the my happy chance. Da- exactly. Now my chance to run in. So she wants. She's asking dear Prudy, how do I go about getting him? And when's how's when's too soon? I don't know. I mean, there are some people who would like their spouse dies and it's like, I'm just not doing this again. I'm just, that's right, that exactly. was just too much. Um, and so I don't know what the uh, what the appropriate amount of time is. Uh, I just, her approach is so off-putting. Right. That's what I'm saying. Her thirsty approach is just like, you can't, not, not, and she didn't go, not, she didn't just start with like, I'd like to maybe, you know, take it further, pick up where we left off. Mm-hmm. It's, I want to have babies with this man. 
Yeah. It's like, this is the last decent guy left on earth. Yeah. And I am going to put my claws into him. Exactly. So twaddle me, please. So uh, here's what uh, here's what dear Prudy has it's to say. It's starting to get funny again. You've, you've come, you've turned the circle. <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, stop it. It's not funny. Now it's not funny. Yeah, 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 I waited five minutes and now yeah. it's back. Uh, so here's what Prudy has to say to all, all this. She says, maybe you should lay off this grieving widower because your need to reproduce with him before the other predatory females get their claws in makes me shudder. You don't say how long ago his wife died, but probably it's a good idea to wait until she's cold before you start sending out your engagement party (laughs) invitations. If you're friends with this man, you send a condolence note, put out of your mind that you're about to make a move, and stay friends and stay in touch. If he's interested, that will become clear when he's ready. If you really have respect for this man, you respect his loss and his grief. And I think Prudy's right on. You probably do have to wait for him to make the move, right? Yeah, you have to. I mean, you can maybe suggest that, hey, I am here for you, right? I am here for you. But he has to make the decision. It, it's Grief is just a, it's such a weird thing, and everyone processes it differently. But you can't, you can't just go and be like sending him, you know, nudie pics and be like, hey, right. I'm available. Or when you're in the, the receiving line at the wake, and you shake yeah. his hand and say, I'm so sorry for your loss, and I'm really, really into you. This is the. I mean, this is now. We got to do this now. Yeah, you can't do that either. You can't be like, remember that night at the hotel? Well, now you can come up to the room without. God you know, almighty. you can't do that. You just can't do that. Yeah, and maybe. I mean, God, she might be in the friend zone. She could be. How devastating would that be? Oh my God, this lady. This lady seems like someone who has never been there it's or one, done it's, that. Yeah, it's one thing to be turned down for just a random one nighter uh, because but, he's married, right? But to uh, then be in the friend zone. Oh God, but that this was, has gone on for long enough where it's like, ah, this is you're just like my sister. You're weird. Yeah, that would be a fate worse than I death for this happens. woman. Yeah, yeah, if like after two years, she he just sees her as a friend, and if like he comes to cons- like. Puts a, he consoles on her or whatever or whatnot, and she just has to be that friend that he cries. Yeah. Oh, she would hate every part of that. Finally, here on the old Sex and Poo podcast. That's right. Uh, we've got some nudists, surprise nude. Some dongage um, going on. Yeah, yeah, everything. Dongage and floppage and boobage, the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there you are, sitting with your family in a nice little British pub called... The railway in Burnham-on-Sea, mm-hmm. uh, minding your own business. Everything is either on or has a shire at the end. Yeah. When suddenly uh, a couple of nudists, a man and woman, show up in their nude and just sit down and order a, a hamburger. Yeah, that I, I got no use for... We've always talked about it. There's good nude and bad nude, but I got no use for nude eating. Newton food? Newton food? Come over to the Newton food. <laughs> the Newton food. Uh, it's a new German restaurant. So they're, they're, they're at the railway pub when Danielle Quiggin and Neil Cox no. walk, <laughs> walk up appropriately, uh, head to toe, not a, not a stitch of clothes on, and say, table for two, please. Now, is it okay to be nude in in, in, or in uh, England like that? Well, that's what's interesting is the um, whoever was at the uh, taking the re- taking the reservation says, "Let me find it here." Um, we okay. It says the staff checked the. Um, the employee handbook okay. and couldn't find anything specifically addressing Nudity. nudists. Okay. And so left them, uh, uh, led them to their table. 
All right. And that's when people took to uh, TripAdvisor and Yelp and everything and uh, and um, were completely offended. We expected the barman to refuse to serve them. There were several families with children in the pub, including ourselves. Therefore, it was not appropriate for them to be served. I was going to say, um, if you're just sitting there minding your own business and all of a sudden, and all of a, sudden a couple of nudists come in, first of all, what are you doing, nudists, walking into right. a fully clothed place? You got your own places. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, anti-nudist, but they've got their own clubs, right? Right. I think so. And so they can have their meals there. What are you doing walking into that place? We decided to leave the pub and find somewhere else for dinner in town. Unfortunately, another family was not able to. They'd already ordered the food. If you advertise as a family pub, you should maintain these values. You don't have to look, though, either. Customer named Sarah posted, Appalling! (laughs) If you want to go to a family pub with average food and staff serving a naked man accompanied by a (laughs) naked woman, then this is the place for you. I, however, am outraged! I love how they throw shade at the food now, too. Just because the nudists were allowed to eat there, it's like, The food is average, and the dong size was that as well! I like this reviewer. EuroEXP123 says... We found the food and staff pleasant. We went for a second time last night and were shocked to see a naked couple arrive and be served. I heard one customer mention this to the staff, as other people have said. The staff seemed unconcerned. We will not be going again. How much? Okay, let me throw this out there. One, you don't have to look at them, correct? Like, you can just carry on a conversation. And two... How much of the nude are you actually seeing if they're sitting at a table? Well, yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Right. I mean, you're seeing you're seeing breasts obviously of the woman unless she's got her napkin around her chest yeah. like you should because you're, you know, eating unless she's putting <laughs> unless she's putting it on her lap. I mean, either yes. way, even if they're at the high chair at the bar, what are you, what are you actually seeing? Now, to um, to the credit of Neil Cox, the male nudist, um, he says he called ahead, said, hey, we're nude. And that's when the staff said they researched the rules on naturism and took the booking and said, you know what? On second thought, this is probably a good learning experience for our staff uh, that even though it's not explicitly in, in. the rule book. Um, now I don't feel so bad because I thought for certain that Cox and whatever uh, is going on. the food, Yeah. Food and nudin. Um I thought they were just doing it to do it to, to prove a point, but they phoned ahead. So yep. they were doing their due diligence, I guess. He said that they had been in Bristol on Thursday evening enjoying a naked drink in the pub uh, in the city and walking on Clifton Downs around the harbor side. During our break, uh, we were naked most of the time. Where I live, there are shops, grocery stores, and pubs, and I go in regularly. I'm a naturist. <laughs> People know this guy. Uh, we don't think the reaction on TripAdvisor was reflective of what actually happened in the pub. It was a new place, and people were not expecting it, and there was an element of surprise when we first walked in. Yeah, you think so? Uh, You're not expecting that. We sat in the corner of the pub, had our meal. People qu- quickly went back to their drinks and on with their after, uh, with their day. They after the- all, two naked people sitting in a corner of a pub having a beer uh, becomes boring. Several people came over, and uh, they wanted to chat and request a photo. Would you do be one of those people? Yes. Can I get a selfie? Can I get a selfie with the nudes? Hey, 
Neil Cox, come on over here. <laughs> come over here. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's I, I guess there I, there are places in England where there's all kinds of nudity going on on the beach, and they just walk around town uh, swinging and bouncing. Like doing not, their like thing, nothing's going on. But I, I can understand why that would be a little off-putting. Uh, sitting, uh, sitting there. Yeah, I mean, an, an awesome blossom onion ring. And the next thing you know, is just the nudes shows up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, to, I'm going to do the thing to each their own. But it's, yeah. it's definitely would be taken aback if you see it. But at least they set them in a corner. And like I said, you don't have to look. Mr. Cox, would you like your nugenics before or after your meal? She'll like it, because too. Because she'll like it, too. Nice. Uh, I got a double order of bangers and mash going on here. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will... That's all we got for you. Yep, we'll twaddle up this pro- podcast and uh, <laughs> muscat on our way out of here. So long, everybody.